All right, here we are, episode seven of the Basement Sports and Entertainment Podcast. I am your host, Jordy Dereniak, and today's show I'm excited for because we're another day closer to the NFL season, and today is going to be mostly NFL talk. I got a show today about three quarterbacks that I think are going to have big years and I think could help you all, not just... Then that I think could actually be helps for your fantasy teams as well. Alright. First though, I want to go over a couple pieces of news. Yesterday, the Memphis Grizzlies and LA Clippers made a big trade. The Grizzlies sent out Eric Bledsoe and get Patrick Beverly, Rajon Rondo, Daniel Oturo in return. I think uh, that was an interesting move. It makes me wonder if Memphis is going to make another trade. I remember when I first saw that they made the deal uh, with the Pelicans that got Bledsoe into Memphis. I felt like he was going to get moved. He did. And uh, so I think that's really interesting to watch and see what happens there. Do they keep these guys or do they make another deal? We'll see. And then the other piece of news is the AP poll officially came out today. And results of that, I'll just read off the top ten real quick. I'll read off the whole thing. All right, number one, Alabama. Number two, Oklahoma. Three, Clemson. Four, Ohio State. Five, Georgia. Six, Texas A&M. Seven, Iowa State. Eight, Cincinnati. Nine, Notre Dame. Ten, North Carolina. Eleven, Oregon. Twelve, Wisconsin. Thirteen, Florida. Fourteen, Miami. Fifteen, USC. Sixteen, LSU. Seventeen, Indiana. 18 Iowa, 19 Penn State, 20 Washington, 21 Texas, 22 Coastal Carolina, and tw- 23 Louisiana, 24 Utah, and finally Arizona State at 25 to round out the top 25. I don't have com- really any gripes with this outside of I would have had Clemson at two instead of three. And I think Oregon is a tad high. They don't know but their QB situation. They don't have a g- very good QB situation. And the Pac-12 is just not a very good conference. I don't think they should be at 11. I think they should be closer to Washington, who's at 20. I think they should be closer that way than to 10. But that's just me. And as far as any other news, that was actually all I wanted to talk about. I'm going to dive right in, and the first QB that I want to bring up I think is going to have a big year, and because of where he's going in fantasy drafts, at least what I've seen in mock drafts, and he is going to be available late and could be a major benefit for you, and that is Baker Mayfield. I think Baker Mayfield is going to have a big second season with Kevin Stefanski and his his crew. I'm I'm very excited to see what's going to happen there. And the reason I'm excited is this. He started the season poorly, but if you were watching last season and you, you had a good eye, you were seeing Baker Mayfield was getting better as the year went on. And you could see in particular the second half of the year he was a lot better. And the numbers back it up. From week 7 on, he had the third highest PFF passing grade of 90.8, and that was one of four to be in the elite company of 90 or higher. One of four, 
and he was third highest in PFF grade from week seven on. And in the same time frame, week seven on, he was fifth in EPA per play at 0.268. So yeah, that's really good company to be in and very good news to hear. And I also saw that from week, as far as his workload, and you, as far in terms of being able to tell that it seems like they were starting to trust him more as the year went on. From week eleven on, he had twenty-seven plus pass attempts in each game, and he had four games with two hundred eighty-five plus yards, and he had two touchdown passes at least in four of them as well. So that's very good to hear as far as the workload, and I know that's only six games. But think about that stretched over the course of a year. If he does that, his numbers are going to be a lot better. And I think because of them seeing that and because of knowing how he ended the season, I think he's going to get more trust this season because he was actually only 17th in pass attempts a year ago. But I, I think they're going to have to open it up a little more, throw it more. And they have weapons. That's the other thing I like about this too. They have weapons. They have Jarvis Landry, Austin Hooper, young Harrison Bryant, who's going to be a second-year tight end. I like him a lot. And then I also think Donovan Peoples-Jones is another guy who could be a big steal. He's got a lot of potential, and he's only going to be in his second year as well. And then also, of course, Odell Beckham Jr. will be back from injury. We'll see if he can stay healthy and if he and Baker can be on the same page finally. Because if he's healthy and on the same page with Baker, that is a lethal combination right there. You're gonna have you're gonna see a lot of magic, a lot of fireworks happen if he- that happens. And then the other thing you gotta like too is Baker's got a great offensive line in front of him. Last season, Pro Football Focus graded the Browns' offensive line first in both pass blocking and run blocking. So this offense should be able to do what it wants more often than not. And I think Baker Mayfield's going to reap the benefits of it. He really is. And last season, he put up 3,563 yards, 26 TDs, and 8 picks. With the situation I said where he threw, had the 17th most attempts. And that's why I made the point of two bringing up from week 11 on. He got more attempts. And so I think his production could be a lot better. I think he's going to be closer. I think he'll cross 4,000 yards next season. And I think he can hit the 30 plus TD mark. I think he, you know, I think he will. I think he will hit that. And I think he's going to be relatively low on interceptions. And one of the reasons I have this, another reason I have this optimism with him is the offensive system he's playing in. We've seen a few other guys have big year one, a nice year one to year two leap. Or they were just really good from year one to, or they were good from year one to year, in both year one and year two. And the first guy I'm bringing up is Matt Ryan. 2015, he had 4,591 yards, 21 TDs, 16 picks. His second season, 4,944 yards, 38 touchdowns to 7 picks. Jared Goff, in his first year, in 2017, 3,804 yards, 28 TDs, 7 picks. 2018, his second year. 4,688 yards, 32 TDs, 12 picks. Then Kirk Cousins, 
We saw 2019, he had 3,603 yards, 26 TDs to 6 picks. And then last season, 4,265 yards to 35 touchdown passes and 13 picks. Jimmy Garoppolo, he he was injured and missed most of his first season, so it's tough to count it. But his second season in 2019, he had 3,978 yards, 27 TDs, and 13 picks. And then even Aaron Rodgers had a big year one to year two leap in his first season of the system. 4,002 yards passing, 26 TDs, 4 interceptions, and then last season, 4,299 yards, 48 touchdowns up against 5 picks. So yeah, and I'm not trying to say that Baker Mayfield's going to be Aaron Rodgers this year. I'm not saying that, I want to be clear. But I think Baker Mayfield's going to look very good. And the closest comparison that I can see from as far as Baker's year 1 numbers and trying to compare it to the other guys, it seems to be most similar to Kirk Cousins and Jared Goff. And Baker Mayfield, in my opinion at least, is a better quarterback than Jared Goff. I don't think he's going to be reliant as... I think he's just got more skill and natural talent than what Goff has. As to where Goff, I think, was pretty reliant on the great scheme and system that was in place in LA he won't have that in his new stop and uh so that's why I think uh that's another is if a guy like Goff can do as well as he did for two seasons I think Baker Mayfield can play have a huge year this year I think he's capable of doing that We've even seen Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo have a pretty good year doing that. And I I th- again, I think Baker's a better quarterback than Jimmy G. And then, of course, when it comes to Matt Ryan and Aaron Rodgers, those are higher, loftier expectations. But I think Baker Mayfield has the potential to really impress and surprise a lot of people. I think he's going to be a big fantasy quarterback addition, and I think he's just going to have a great year in general. I think the Browns are back in the playoffs, and I I think they win their division, and a big part of that is because I strongly believe in a Baker Mayfield uh, explosion. I guess that's the best way to put it. I think Baker Mayfield's going to explode this year. I really do. And as far as anything else to go with that, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just as simple as the guy, the guy has so much natural talent. And that's why I thought it was premature for people to say after, after his horrible second season to say, oh, well, he looked so horrible. Let's get rid of him. No, fuck that. That was a stupid, that's stupid thinking. He was a very good player. He has had the unfortunate uh, fortunate, uh, uh, what you might call it? Uh, he had the unfortunate, uh, luck of having his first two head coaches be Hugh Jackson. Dear God, what a tragic nightmare that fucking was. And then, uh, Freddie Kitchens, who was just as bad, well, actually not just as bad as Hugh Jackson was particularly awful, but Freddie Kitchens was absolute garbage and, that seemed to make Baker regress in his second season. And so headed into year three, it wasn't a surprise to see Kevin Stefanski want to lean on the run game more and essentially try to help revive Baker Mayfield's career because that's really what was needed, a revival for his career. Because 
typically when a quarterback has a, second, a season that bad, it really is as simple as if they don't get the right situation soon, they're going to unfortunately bust and not have success. Fortunately for Baker Mayfield, he's got that guy and Kevin Stefanski as head coach. I'm very happy about that. And then I I just, yeah, and that was the other thing too. So this was a guy who was in 2016 and 2017, he was the number one graded passer and overall offensive player at quarterback position by pro football focus. So Baker Mayfield, again, extremely talented. And that's why, again, I say if Jared Goff and Jimmy G could have good seasons in this type of offense, why can't Baker Mayfield have a big year? They got the offensive line, they got the weaponry, and Baker's a very talented player. I really do believe in Mayfield this season. I absolutely do. All right, the second guy I want to talk about is Matthew Stafford. I think Stafford is going to be in for a big year in L.A. I think he's going to be happy to be out of the mess he was in in Detroit. And I think Sean McVay's just, he's still got to be very happy. He's got Matthew Stafford now. He's actually got a quarterback who can, he can actually try to win with now. Jared Goff, that was not going to happen. They weren't going to win with him. They had the one shot come, but Jared Goff, we saw after two seasons of that offense, seemed like he just, he couldn't, he couldn't keep it going anymore. He only had two years in him. And Stafford, though, he's an actually good quarterback. And I think when you get an, a good quarterback with a great offensive coach and play caller, that's just, I mean, that's just great. That's just great to have. Sean McVay loves himself some play action too, which I'm a big fan of. He's been top five in play action rate every season. He's been there since 2017. And Stafford's a good play action QB too. So I'm very excited to see how that combination meshes. And the Rams got weapons. They got Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. I love having that as your one-two at wide receiver. And then I also like Tyler Higby at tight end. I think that's a guy who Stafford can make some good things happen with. And as far as this offensive line, they got a pretty good offensive line. It's nothing special, but they got a pretty good line. And Stafford does a good job of getting the ball out in a good amount of t- in a good time. So I don't think you're going to see major problems in that regard. And as far as Stafford's numbers. In two of the last four seasons, Stafford has had 26-plus touchdown passes, and one of those comes with an asterisk because that was the 2019 season where he only played half the season. But in eight games that season, he had 19 touchdown passes. So we can pretty safely assume that if he played the full year, he was absolutely crossing 26 TDs that year. And I think, again, and that's what the Lions keep in mind. That's what the Lions... Now he's got Sean McVay in the surroundings with the Rams. I think it's set for Stafford to have a really nice year. I I know it's year one, but I think he's a guy who's more than capable of having that type of big success right away in this system. And I think from a fantasy standpoint, he's absolutely a late later round guy you can get that you're probably going to take as your backup and then get really lucky. I think Stafford is very likely to get, I think he's, I think he's very capable of a 30 plus touchdown season, 4,000 yards. 
I think that's going to happen. I think he I think he and McVeigh are just going to I think they're in a click. They're going to mesh. I'm very happy about that pairing. And as far as the other guy, he had a big year last season, but I want to predict another one cuz most guys usually don't have the kind of year he did and then follow it up or exactly. And especially not at his age and if you have and after that you should know who I'm talking about by now, but Tom Brady. Tom Brady last season had 4,633 yards, 40 touchdowns, and only 12 interceptions. That was a huge year, and he had the second most attempts. And it was crazy because he only had a 2.0 interception rate with the second most attempts. And that's, again, at 43 years old he was doing that. And we found out he played the year with a torn meniscus. Yeah, he did all that playing with a torn meniscus. And so I think this season... With the whole crew coming back, he's got his same great O-line coming back in front of him. He's got the same great weaponry with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski. He's got all those guys back. And the thing is, they could be scary. They should be scarier this year. They were in only year one together last season. With the full offseason to work together this season... It should be fucking ridiculous to see what they can do. And I'm excited. And I really do think opening night for them against the Dallas Cowboys on their home field. I think they're going to have a monster game. And I think Brady's going to play in a way that's similar to uh, Peyton Manning back in 2013. And when he opened the season, he had a monster 400-something yards, seven touchdown game. I think Brady's going for 405 plus TDs in that week one. I think he and that Bucks offense are just going to be on a fucking tear this year. They're just too good, and I don't and I don't see a way this offense gets slowed down. Their schedule's not very tough either, but they do have a few games in particular where I think they'll definitely be score. There's definitely going to be a lot of scoring, or the Buccaneers at least will have incentive to want to score a lot. And that's obviously the first game at Dallas. But then at the Rams, that's going to be a big one. And that is a game where I could definitely see some points getting scored back and forth, back and forth. And then, of course, the at New England game. Tom Brady returns to New England to play Belichick against Belichick for the first time. And I think, and I mean, you you absolutely know Tom Brady is at, he's pumped as he could possibly be for that game. He wants to go into New England and tear Belichick's defense apart. You know he does. And then, of course, the game against Buffalo at home later in the year. Points should be scored in that game. And again, as far as outside of those games, the schedule is not very tough. The Saints are not as is going to be as good. The Falcons aren't intimidating, and the Panthers aren't intimidating. That's six games from their division right there. And then you got those four. So those four are going to be a pretty good games. But, I, I again, I think, I think it's set up for Tom Brady to have another monster year like he did last season. And I, I, I'm so damn excited for it. The GOAT at 44 is going to pop off again. He absolutely is. I'm going to call Brady. I'm predicting Brady to cross 5,000 yards and have 40-plus touchdowns again. I'm thinking he's going to do it. I really do. And that and, and, and that's oh, that would be so fucking amazing to see. 
And I and I and there's there's again the reasons are there. The reasons are there for all three of these guys to meet those marks. And I I, I think well Tom Brady you're not going to get as late as you would Mayfield or Stafford in a fantasy draft, but Brady. I think has more of a chance to be the number one player at the position than people think. And I, that's why I bring him up. Um, yeah, that and that's really all I wanted to talk about with this show today. Um, as always, please check out our podcast and our articles. We have a lot of great articles on our website, basementsportsandentertainment.com. It is the word and, not the symbol. Um, again, please check it out. Follow us on Twitter at BasementSAE. Let us uh, give us some comments, give us some feedback. Let us know what you're, uh, what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. Um, and yeah, yeah, just uh, yeah, let us know. Give us a follow on Twitter. Follow us, subscribe already on Twitch if you haven't. Um, tell your friends, tell your family, and have a great night.